0: The best way for me to keep staff, if I want if I've got good staff in this room right now, the best way for me to keep good staff is to make sure that good staff are successful. Period. The reason that people leave is because they don't feel successful in their roles. This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. The most important phrase in communication is why to, not what to or how to. So what that means, Um, most people, when they, when they talk, they talk at the what to level. This is what you get, right? They're nearly always screaming for why do I get? So it's a decoy. Most people in life talk at the what level or the how level, right? And if you go straight to the how level, you're fucked. This is how I'm going to do it. Right? So that would be the equivalent of Johnny going, um, hi, can I have an appointment? I'm, I'm thinking about having an appointment for physio. Great. I'll do some ultrasound. I'll stretch your hamstring. I'll massage the sore area, and I'll give you a load of exercises. That was the how-to level. It was the equivalent of straight in at the how level. Well, I'm not going to make a decision on that. And at the what level, it would be explaining what you plans to do. We'll do five sessions. We'll bring you in once a week for 30 minutes. That's the what-to level. See the difference? So the how-to level is straight at the, what, at the how I'm going to solve your problem. How am I going to solve your problem? I'm going to pull your tooth out. Hey, I'd like an appointment at the dentist, please. Great, we'll get you booked in tomorrow for that tooth extraction. It's like, oh shit, hang on. How does that work? Well, we stick a lot of needles in your mouth. Uh, You'll open wide. And don't worry, it'll only be a six inch needle tomorrow. Um, Because of COVID, we couldn't get the 12 inch. (laughs) So it'll only be a small one. That's the how level. The what level becomes if you arrive at 12 o'clock and you sit in reception and you come in and you sit on the chair and yada, yada, yada. That's slightly better. All of the progress in life is at the Y2 level. Why do I need to do this? The doc, that dentist in the story, explained to me at the Y2 level, he'd tried the what to and the how to. Come on, Paul, we need to pull this tooth out, and you need to book your appointment. So he got me at the what to and the how to for three years. He got my money at the Y2 level. I didn't even ask the what and the how. And again, I promise you, I've given you life lessons, if you pay attention to what goes on around you right now, in this life, the next seven days, you'll see everybody explaining to you at the what to and the how to level. And that's why you won't buy the thing. The guy or the girl that comes along and speaks to you at the why to level, game over. There's no questions of the what and the how become simple. Just let me ask the logistical questions as to just make sure I've got enough money in my purse on my wallet, but I don't have to do any convincing. So when you're getting stuck at the um, physio with the patient, and you can't get them over the line, you're stuck at the what to and the, and the how to. You'll get it, right, at CFO level. What do I get? Is that the first question? And sadly, the poor salesperson falls into the trap of the what. And it's there. Well, what do you get? Well, the reason why you need it. Go back to the why to. What do I get? You get to be able to walk better than you are currently. You get to be able to sleep better than you are currently. You get more energy than you currently have. And you get to spend more time with your grandkids because that's the why level. That's why we're here. That's what I get. How we do it, irrelevant. Absolutely irrelevant. And I think you used to do it when, we, when you first came in, it was like, we have to tell them what they're gonna get. Remember? I think, I think we should do a better job of telling them what they're gonna get and how it all works. I was like, oh, fuck. Like The minute we start talking about the what and the how, they stop buying. What do I get, right? You're going to do it this Christmas. You're going to walk into Curry's and go, show me this laptop, what I, what, what's this? And some geek on the thing is going to go, it's got 65 milligram fucking processors and 3D megabits and RAM and ROM and all. You're going to go, what the fuck is that? What does any of that mean? And then you're just going to go, how much? And he's going to go 1,500 quid. And you're going to go, I'll just have the cheapest. That's what you're going to do. That's what millions are going to do in that shop today. Because he's going to confuse the crap out of you with the how-to and the what-to. And if he'd just said, what do you want? I want a laptop. I get that, but what do you want? Well, I want to be able to play movies when I go on a plane. Right, you need this one. I've got three kids and i take 67 pictures of the same image um, for all three kids every single time. And I want to be able to download all of them pictures on a computer that I can store for the rest of my life. Right, you need this one. How much is that one? 15 hundred quid, cool. I'll have that one. Because they answered the why-to every time you get lost in sales it's at the what to and at the how to and the hardest thing is this and this this takes me back to my preface of nobody's listening they ask you the what and the how this is the biggest irony in life the the they, it's the only thing they know how to do what what do i get well you get a processor you get 65 megabytes of ram you get 3d uh, screen you get touch screen you get uh, high screen low screen back screen and front screen and you get this super duper battery and um a keyboard great how much 1500 quid what 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 doesn't mean anything to me so you lost me at the how-to level and the what-to level rather than the great i think the phrase i often uh, teach my guys in the the media business i think what you were really asking was why should i buy that's where 95 percent of the conversation needs to be but they'll always ask you the what and the how that's the, they're at that surface level. Right? Don't take it the wrong way. Surface level conversations are the what and the how, not the why too. Yeah. If you can crack that, you're in. You're in the game. But you've got to listen to them because they'll ask you the what and the how. You need to become a politician. Those fuckers don't answer the what and the how. What went on in Boris Johnson's flat on December the 18th? <laughs> We've been doing the right thing for the last 12 months. Well, that's not what I asked you. What went on in Boris Johnson's apartment on December the 18th? We've all been busy protecting the country. Well, that's not what I asked you. Do you get it? That's, that's, they're asking the what, and then politicians are trained not to answer the what and the how. That's what they do. The journalist asks them the what, and they give a totally different answer. They give you the answer that they wanted you to hear, the why. Why do we exist? Why do we do what we do? And da 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 da. Every single question the journalist asks is the why, is the what? The politician always gives you the why. Well, I'll start with, yeah, but the thing you need to remember is, that's how they always answer with every question. Back to the why. Why do we exist? Why are we here? Why are we important? They're taking you back to why are we important? So they're avoiding the what and the how. Why do we exist? And why are we important? And why should you pay attention to us? It's because we're busy protecting the country and we're getting jabs rolled out and yada yada. It, it took you back to the, oh, okay. And Johnson's the best at it. He's, other than Trump, he's probably the best at it ever. Yeah. So be, a, be a bit more like Boris. <laughs> <laughs> you can be Trump or Boris, which one oh, be. like, oh, do you want to be? Choose whichever one you want to be. We, we need to find four to five things, so if I said I want to get to 1,200 visits, roll in three by this time next year, if we reverse that, what might get in the way? What would be four or five big key obstacles, do you think, that could stop this business from getting... Covid? COVID? Covid's not allowed. COVID. <laughs> Covid is off the table. Covid is off the discussion. Now on a serious note, Covid's not going to stop any business getting to where it wants to be, because we all now know COVID exists. Do you get it? Now, we all had an excuse in 2020 because nobody saw it coming. Nobody was prepared. Nobody had contingencies. But in 2022, the idea that COVID is going to stop a business from growing is absolute BS. It's just that we're not prepared for what COVID could do. So I think we have to take COVID off the table. You need a contingency for it and you need to talk about it because it now firmly exists and is entrenched in all of our lives whether it's fear with patients, upheaval with staff, um, upheaval with business if it gets shut down again. That's what we've got to um, factor in. Do we need to build in some runway so that it's 1,300 visits a month, not 12, in case there is a month where you shut down or two weeks where you closed or people don't want to come out because the XYZ variant of it comes around next October and we all have to rush out and get our 17th booster. Vaccine, just to get a coffee, because <laughs> it's coming. Um, but what would be the obstacles? Key obstacles to growth, do we? So flexibility. What else? Understaffing. I would put attitude, and don't take this the wrong yeah. way. It's an unemotional conversation. I always have a- attitude as to um, how you know how situations are going to present themselves across the course of the next month. One person, and this is what I love about life. One person gets the same situation, reacts this way and the same person gets the same situation or a different person goes that way. That's attitude. So staffing, flexibility, attitude, yep. Yeah. But my counter to all of that is usually the attitude is dictated to or, or certainly very much in correlation with the culture of the business. That's what you'll find. That's, it's brutal. It, it all roads lead back to the manager really. Um, sorry to put that one on you. But that's the truth, right? I accept that responsibility in my, the team that I run here in the media business, that if I've got, um, if I've got poor attitudes, if I've got poor culture, if if, I, if I've got slack, ways of, of behaving or performing, if I've got inconsistencies, it's because it it leads back to me, because I'm not creating an attitude that people want to wake up one day and go, I'll go this way instead of that way, and that's ultimately. But there's only so much you can do, right? And that's back to all of you. Um, I often care as much, if not more, about the person than I do the employee. Whenever I teach or talk about these things, I'm not really asked what you do after this and whether you take it, it doesn't make any difference to me. right? And And I say this with all detachment, it's back to the same thing. I don't really give a shit. It's equally I do give a shit and equally I don't. I really don't care whether you take anything that I say from this and you do anything with it. It's going to do nothing to my life. Not a single difference will any of this be made to my life in any of these businesses, right? And he knows I'd say the exact same thing in the media business. Not one person in this company is capable of doing anything for me at all, categorically that I couldn't go out and figure out how to do it myself. And I stand from that point of view with pretty much everything that I do. So when I stand here, I do talk quite unemotionally about things like this. It doesn't really matter, right? Whether or not you want to do this or you don't want to do this. Whether you like the idea of selling or you don't like the idea of selling, it's totally up to you. Somebody else will, like that's the, that's the, that's the point, right? It's still the right thing to do, what I'm talking about and what I'm, I'm teaching. And in all of this, um, what we hope people take back is an understanding of themselves and how they can contribute to a bigger picture, that ultimately how that bigger picture is created and where they fit in it. And if they see themselves part of it, well, this is how we have to, this is how we have to work together. It's a team, it's a collection of individuals that ultimately all come together. If you've got two people in 10 with the, the bad attitude, well, th- like, that needs to change, that needs to evolve. And that's often my job as a as a business owner to to kind of either help that person see it slightly different as to where we're going and here's the vision and this is what it's about and here's what's in it for you and it can be more than just a job. And if you want it to be nine to five, you want to be that kid this morning, then that's fine. But you probably won't like this place. Because it'll be too on it'll be too in your face and it'll be too um, it'll be too much of a higher standard for that person to survive in an environment like this. But equally you think if The right person does get behind that then then they can grow and you know i i always say this it doesn't even have to be in like promotions or in money or whatever else it can just be in um your own confidence and just your own assurance when you come to work and there's a lot to be said for that a lot of people looking for pay rises and careers and jobs and all this type of stuff and they're overlooking actually the most fundamental aspect of going to work um enjoyment um, self-belief feeling like you're contributing to something being part of something um camaraderie with team friends people enjoyable place to work none of that gets brought up anymore in 2022 it's like that's not cool anymore it's like you go to work and get what the fuck you want if you don't get the pay move on if you don't get the the promotion but you know what i was really happy i was i have had this multiple times having it with staff right i won't bullshit you i'm like why do you keep asking what's next just fucking enjoy it just enjoy what you're doing like eventually you'll end up being the nurse that is running the ward who's not happy anymore. Seriously. And, and a lot of the influence comes from parents and people around you where they're like, you've got to push on and if you're not making progress, you're not going to it's like, there's multiple ways to make progress. And it doesn't always have to be in a promotion or it doesn't always have to be in getting an extra couple of grand and quitting your job to go and get that couple of grand if you're going to be miserable as shit for 40 hours a week. That's like that takes a lot of character and balls to go actually, I'm really happy here. And I, I don't know if it's worth me doing this thing over here because I can develop as a person. With confidence with assurance with certainty with an understanding of my job the love of my customers the uh, reaction i get when the customers walk through the door the impact I make on their lives when people start focusing on that all of this shit takes care of itself when you just focus on this it's like i'm going to abdicate this and miss this bit because i just want this and that's why you see so much unhappiness in businesses that they just want this and they don't want to do this my advice is always just do this you just fucking nail this. This is, this is irrelevant. And even if you don't get it, you're still happy as shit. Like, seriously, I've watched people walk out the door for a couple of grand or whatever. I'm like, why? What for? Like, What are you going to get? Well, after your tax and you've paid your petrol, you're going to go work for somewhere and get a load of shit, a big fucking headache off somebody in a shit tip of a business that do not give a shit when you had all of this with these customers and, and nice people to work with. But that's back to the, the the individual. There's only so much that the company can do before, in the end, and that's the, the point of that. Before the individual has to take responsibility for what you you know for what you're doing. And I implore all of you. I, I speak to, to staff in the same way that I would if it was my kids. If if that's my kids, that's exactly what I'm telling them. Go to work. Focus on being good at what you do. Love it. Enjoy it. Give it everything you've got. Learn. Read your books. Study. Ask good questions. Don't be a dick. Like literally, don't be a dick. Just go in and fucking appreciate what you've got and enjoy it, well, no matter where it is, whether it's in fucking Starbucks or you're just starting your first job in McDonald's, there's something to learn. Go in, because you learn about yourself. If you've got shit standards in McDonald's, you'll have shit standards in your next job. If, like, if you've got shit standards in the, the cleaning the streets, you'll have shit standards in the next ones. Simple as that. It doesn't matter where you go, right? And I've done this for 15 years. I've watched people come into my office who for two or three years didn't quite fit in or whatever, blame the culture, go somewhere else, two years later, moved on again, Two years later, I mean, at some point, it's fucking you, right? If you're getting divorced for the fourth time, it's not that there's no fucking women out there that are right for you. Do you get it? It's you. The fourth goal, it's not, it's not wedding cake that you're addicted to, like, it's you a dick, right? Sort that out. Stop being a dick and expecting too much and start appreciating what you've got, and the women might hang around a bit longer. What else? <laughs> with that, with that stuff. I love this job. <laughs> It's the only job you can just get to say what you want all day and no one cares and I just go home, play with my kids, it's great. <laughs> Drop the grenades and then do one. With that stuff and topping, like accountability and like discipline of doing Push me on it, single biggest thing that separates the good from the bad. In 41st year of living on Earth, one single thing, if you push me, if I, if I had one breath left to tell my kids to go and just develop that muscle, that's the one. Nothing happens unless you have that in your life. Nothing, 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 unless you are the luckiest individual on the planet who somehow figured how to get the best out of yourself without having somebody else kick your ass for you. It it, it just doesn't happen, does not happen. I I mean one breath, I've got one breath left to to tell me kids, three three kids, one thing, embrace that. You get that, you've got half a chance. But again, the tidal wave of society is against you that they don't want that to happen. It's not cool. Don't you tell me what to do. I'm not letting you tell me what to do. You know, why are you holding me accountable? Why are you spying on me work or not? We're just trying to fucking help you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. We're just trying to help you get better at what you do. If you get better at what you do, you enjoy it. If you enjoy it, you're probably going to be even better. You make more money and the whole thing goes on, right? Accountability is absolutely huge in, in not just in business, but in, in life. And sadly, most people run from it. They run from You have it till 18 or 19, right? And I I tell this story. What's the most, what's the happiest, most successful time of your life? Pop quiz. Happiest, most successful time of your life? Teenager. What did you have the most? Freedom. (laughs) Accountability. You didn't have an ounce of freedom as a teenager, most people. Now, you might have rebelled and did one, but you you were still, you were still, right? You were still well within accountability. Everywhere you look, you got uh, There's this thing called school. It should just be called accountability. You were held accountable to every minute of every day of your life till you were 18, either by a parent or by a teacher. You were held accountable by your tests, by your results, by your homework. They give you deadlines. You had to have the homework in three days later. You were being held accountable. Did you do it? Yeah, of course you did, because somebody was holding you accountable. Your parents told you to be in at 11. All right, you pushed it till half 11. But if they hadn't have said 11, you wouldn't have got in. Three days later, you'd have racked up. Yeah, 11 the next day, but it's still 11 o'clock, right? The point is, in the happiest and most successful time of most people's lives, what they don't realize is that's what they've got in abundance of. And what did they want least, less of? What's the first thing you do when you're 18? It's like, fucking great. Nobody tells me what to do anymore. I'm off, I'm free. Never again am I being hold, uh, held accountable by my parents or by my teachers or anybody. I'm gonna live my own life. What happens to most people's lives? Not what they planned, let's just put it politely. I'm not, I don't make this shit up, and it doesn't sound nice. That is the greatest thing that you'll ever get in your life. And if you understand it, I, I go back to it all the time. If you just study what goes on, all of the clues are there for you. Every ounce of accountability that you had as a kid is what we all need, yours truly included. At every level of our life, we think we can exist without it, and we can't. What is, what's personal training? It's just fucking accountability, right? It's accountability. That's all you do. Be here at 9 o'clock, and I'll, I'll do the thing that you can do on your own. Let's face it, if I really wanted to do it, I can find the YouTube videos and how to do to, to, to get myself on a treadmill or whatever this shit is, right? But I can't. Oh, well, whatever, right? I can do it. It's not possible to suggest that the what to and the how to isn't available to me anymore. What I lack is the accountability, the why to. Here we go again. That's all I pay a personal trainer for, is the why to, because I'm not accountable. I can't do it. So I'll give you the money. To kick my ass at six o'clock in the morning and get me running up the, the steps or whatever it is you do with them, and mm-hmm. but you get the point. Yeah. It's everywhere. Like th- that's the reason that gyms exist, is because of accountability. They can't do it on their own. They need somebody to guide them through it. And where it's important for staff to understand is um, is it's at the same model? All accountability ever is. I'm just trying to help you get better at your job. Like that's it. How does it how does it get any any more basic? But People rebel because it, it, it seems like you're spying on me. You're catching me out, and you're, you know, you're always criticizing me. It's like, well, not really. Like I'm just pointing out that this is where you are, and this is where you need to get to. Imagine Tiger Woods sat down telling his coach, "You're always criticizing me. You. You're always, you're always criticizing me. You're always picking up on my bad swing. You never ever say I was good at my swing. You always say my swing was bad. Imagine it. And yet, we all admire these types of people. Well, not for his off-the-field stuff, but his, you know, his on-field stuff. And all of the people that you admire in sport, in wherever, movie stars—they've all got coaches, and that's the bit you admire. But none of the coaches are going, "Oh yeah, yeah, all right, just do whatever you want." And you know, same life. So I I just think, and that's what you'll probably see get introduced next year uh, into the physio business—is a lot more of that that level of accountability, where it's not designed to do anything except just go. Did you realise that you were here two weeks ago, but now you're here? You were doing this three weeks ago, but now you're doing this. What? Anything you need help with, any, any shit going on in your life, you want to talk about it, you want to get it off your chest. Eight out of ten people leave a business. This is true, and I'll never bullshit you. Eight out of ten people leave a business. They tell you it's the business, and it's because of shit going on at home. Period. In 15 years of running a business, that has never not been... Two out of ten, it, it's genuinely an opportunity or moving out of town or whatever. But eight out of ten times, it's shit in their personal life. They got brought to work. They got manifested as some version of I'm bored. This doesn't do it for me anymore. And you find out later that there's load of shit going on at home with parents, with husband, with wife, with kids, with whatever. And that was allowed to be brought to work. And then they're confused with feeling like shit with being at work. And if I change my job, all this shit will go away at home. And it never does. It just follows you to the next place. Every single time, eight out of ten times, eight out of ten. My point when we started to build a media business just put all that to bed and let's just have a conversation with people. You're, you're all right, do you need out? Did you wanna talk? Because I just don't want this shit at home to make its way to work, to spoil the thing that you probably absolutely love doing. You obviously did when you first arrived. Somewhere after three, six, nine months, it gets turned and there's a load of other shit going on around you and you think it's the job. Oh, let's change the job. That'll solve the fucking, the crisis in the marriage, won't it? Well, I like, of course it will. Like two plus two does not equal five, but that's what people think. I'll change everything around me except the thing that's actually the problem because I'll have to face up to that one. And it spoils a lot of good careers. So uh, I would honestly embrace that next year as it starts to happen. Um, And it will not be done in any way that's negative or any way that's uh, bad. It's just in a way that can we help you just be the best version. The best way for me to keep staff, if if I've got good staff in this room right now, the best way for me to keep good staff is to make sure that good staff are successful period. That's it. I'll say it again. The reason that people leave is because they don't feel successful in their roles. They feel shitty and you know, yada, 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 adding the stuff that usually goes on at home, which actually contributes to them not being successful in the role because they can't focus on their job. Think about it. You've got shit at home. You bring it to work. You don't focus on your job. You don't focus on your job. You're poor at your job. You're not su- You're not successful at your job. You want to leave your job because you think there's something else easier or better elsewhere. All starts outside of the office. So when I looked at that a few years ago, I'm just like, Let's just try and optimize the environment to make it more likely that people will be more successful because if they're more successful, they want to hang around. And if they're with more successful people, they don't want to leave successful people. Successful people want to leave losers, but successful people don't want to leave other successful people and go and work with losers somewhere else, which is the success of this other other company. That's the ethos that underpins it, really. The level of accountability and support is, is phenomenal. So you'll see a lot more of that introduced Um, next year what else take it back the the best way to retain is to make sure that they're successful and under that banner then you've got to do everything you can to give yourself a chance to be successful come to work prepared focused ask ask how do I get better in my job like I wonder how many people are taught to ask that question have a conversation killer how do I get better in my job what can I do better I won't ask you to put your hand up but how many people have asked that question ever in their life what do I need to do to get better in my job because you've probably got more accountability yeah. in that setting at university. I take it back to it. There's a level of accountability there in that in that environment. When you go into this big bad world, it's it's bizarre. Like you're just not ready for it at all. And nobody's like taught you how to. And again, myself included, nobody's taught us how to deal with this life. Like they just haven't. Nobody said he's the real playbook on how to get successful in life, which is pretty much the complete opposite to what we're all. Let's spend the first 18 years of your life studying geography, history, religious education, and other shit. What the fuck? What a waste of the first nine years of my life. It took me ten to unravel all that shit. I said this to somebody the other day. I, I honestly reckon, right, I've, I, I hit 40 this year. And I look at the first 20 and I go, it took me ten to unravel all the shit that I was told in the first 20. So 20 to 30 was a blur because I was just given so much shit information about what life is and how to be successful. and what it means and all that type of shit. Absolute crap, right? So the first 10 is just get rid of all of that stuff. Then there's another 10 to start actually putting the real information back into play. Now, hopefully the next 40, I get a chance to play at the level I probably thought I was going to play when I was 20. It's not far off. You're just not told how to do any of this. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.